Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number, I'm going to draw it out while I go remember, number 314. And I think I'm going to call it, (laughs) sometimes it's like, wait, what was I going to call it? Um, I think I'm going to call this setting up space to do the things you want to do. Yeah. Um, so I am talking with one of my kindred spirits. Um, she's a patron of the show. If you want to know more about being a patron, um, you can go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. So um, we're talking about, she is a reseller online and this is something she does and she has space for it that she's designated, but we're talking about setting that up in a way to where we kind of apply the container concept to it, um, figuring out zones, things like that to, um, find the things that she needs and be able to do the things that she needs. Um, and we also talk about scrapbooking and kind of, you know, paring that down, um, as she's not doing it like in, in the way that she used to do it. So anyway, enjoy this conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. I think you guys are going to, are going to learn from it because I think this is something a lot of us do, but I also wanted to make sure y'all know that, um, my new book is going to come out on January 11th. It is called organizing for the rest of us. And it is a gift book. So let me explain what that means. Um, it's a hardcover. It's super adorable. Um, it has pictures. It has like a little satiny ribbon thing, bookmark that's attached and all that. Anyway, so how is this book different than the other books? Well, um, it has my five-step decluttering process in it, but it's, you know, written in like tip format. So it's real succinct and it's got pictures it's, you know, I definitely talk about dishes math, but it's got pictures of, you know, this is a day's worth of dishes. This is two days worth of dishes. This is three days worth of dishes, you know, so it like explains visually how dishes math works and every, so it, the, the subtitle is hundred realistic strategies to keep any home under control. So it's, things are written in tip format. So, you know, the talking about doing the dishes and the five-step process, those were in my other books, but these are in a, a more tip based format. Hence the whole gift book thing. Like it's easy to give it to someone, you know, a lot of the issues sometimes around Christmas, especially for people is they're like, I really think I want to give your book to somebody, but how do I give your books to somebody? Well, there's still, it's not like there's never, you know, not like there's any format that won't have any issues with people getting their feelings hurt. But, um, anyway, this is more giftable. So like, for example, the front of the book they initially had it as, you know, creator, Dana K. White, creator of A Slob Comes Clean. And I said, you know what, if this is a gift book, how about we put Dana K. White, author of Decluttering at the Speed of Life, as opposed to A Slob Comes Clean, so that the word slob is not on there on the cover, you know what I mean? Which just increases the giftability. But 
it comes out January 11th, which I know means you can't actually give it to someone for Christmas, but I would love it if you pre-ordered just because that is um, incredibly helpful to authors. Basically, pre-orders let other bookstores, you know, or whoever, they can see that they can see how many have been pre-ordered so that they can know, oh, this book is actually one that people are going to want. So we need to make sure we have it in stock. So it just overall helps things. Um, I do have some pre-order bonuses. One of those, the main one is going to be that I'm going to do live Q and A's for the people who pre-ordered, which will be um, done probably the week of release, January 11th. Um, but I'll get you the dates on those. I'm going to do one in the morning, one in the afternoon and one in the evening so that we hopefully hit different people in different lifestyles and time zones for that. Um, but you can participate in those if you're, if you pre-order. Also, there will be a cute little printable that um, is not ready yet, but it will be ready soon. But if you want to find out more about ordering it, you can get it wherever books are sold in any format. Yes, there's an audiobook. Yes, it's me reading it. Um, anyway, you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash rest of us book. Like, you know, it's organizing for the rest of us. So rest of us book. Um, or I will put the link in the show notes as well. But I did want to make sure you knew about that. I love pre-orders. Pre-orders as well let you just kind of like go ahead and order it. You forget about it and it shows up usually on release day. Can't guarantee that, but um, a lot of times it does. Okay. Here's my conversation with one of you. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Are we going to say your name or not? Did we say? Yes. You can use my first name. Okay. All right. Denise, thank you. (laughs) I always give everybody (laughs) that option and, um, you know, totally understand if somebody doesn't want to use their name. So, all right. So let's talk about you and, um, what is working well for you in your home at this point? Um, well, I think, uh, the five minute pickup is definitely a good thing for me. I try to do it in the mornings, kind of after breakfast to tidy the kitchen. And then I try to like tidy the main living areas. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I usually try to do a little bit before bed also. So, that's probably the biggest thing. And actually I was thinking you have that one hour better on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I've been, I've been doing that too. Just like, okay, this room is overwhelming, but I can work on it for an hour and it's so much better. (laughs) So, yeah. And as long as you use the no mess decluttering process, then you're not going to make it worse. And so you're only going to make progress during that time. That's great. Right. That's great. And you know, you can do it for less time than that even. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So do you have a, do you feel like you do your five minute pickup at the same time every day or do you, is it just kind of part of the flow of things? So I've, I guess in the past really 10 years, I've gotten really good um, at getting my dishes done in the morning after breakfast. And I say in the past 10 years, because when I turned 40, I told my husband, I really wanted the help of an organizer. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of what she did didn't stick, but there were three things that she gave me that really stuck with me. And one was to run the dishwasher every night before bed and to empty it first thing in the morning. So you had an, like an empty container to receive the dirty dishes. So I'm in the habit of doing that. So dishes aren't a big deal for me really. So I've, I've just tried to add in the five minute pickup to that. And then also I do the laundry, like a load of laundry every day mm-hmm. to completion. I've, I've gotten in the habit of doing that as well. So just adding that, that five minute pickup onto that I think once I get a routine in my head, it's 
easier to stick with it than to remember it randomly throughout the day. No, I think that's great. And so basically it's like, well, I have one thing down or two things yeah. down that are yeah. not overwhelming to me that I don't have to like hope I remember, but they actually have become more natural. And then you just kind yeah. of tacked that onto that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. So what's yeah. something else that's working well for you? Um, so I have tried the container concept and it worked, um, in one of the areas for me that I was trying to tackle, but I'm actually going to talk to you about that later if we can. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was an area, um, I used to have a a scrapbooking room full of stuff and I wanted to shrink that down because I no longer, you know, do that that often. Um, and you, I hardly ever use that stuff. So I decided what I would keep, um, by trying to make the majority of it fit into this one bookcase. Okay. Um, so that, that worked well there. And I, I think that would work for me in some different areas we're going to talk about. I just Mm -hmm. like, can't quite wrap my mind around how to, to make that work. So tell me about how it did, how did it make it easier for you when you went from an entire room to one bookcase? by applying mm-hmm. the container concept? Like how, how, what do you remember about that being yeah. easier? Well, I, I mean, I guess it just helped me think about what things I really wanted to keep, what was important. And I, I, I did cheat a little bit. So when I say cheating when, is fine <laughs> <laughs> because I filled the bookcase, but then, you know, there was some empty space between the bookcase and the wall. And so that got stacked up with, I have like memory boxes for each of the kids and, you know, some photos that were never put into albums. So that stuff kind of got stacked up, you know, between the wall and the bookcase. So that's something I need to deal with because my, I, I mean, if it's okay, I guess we could talk. That was my second question. Second sure, let's topic go ahead and talk about gonna, it. Yeah. But since we're already talking about it. Yeah. Um, so we moved my son from his very small bedroom that he has been in for years. We moved him into um, another room that's much bigger. And that bookcase is in his room. So I need to get it out of there. And that that bookcase is really tall. And it was part, it was actually attached to my husband's desk at one time. We got rid of the desk a long time ago, but just kept the bookcase. So I want to get rid of it. I don't need it anymore. And I need to figure out where in my house to put that stuff now that that scrapbooking stuff the albums I want it out of his bedroom and I have a bunch of options and that's kind of my thing I've got a lot of empty they're not completely empty things I need to clear out probably but I've got a lot of storage options and just kind of figuring out where the best place for things to go would be okay okay so a couple of things here you said that you rarely use this stuff anymore, yes, but you have right. paired it down to one bookshelf and you're wanting to put it in a different type of storage thing in its new home, whatever we decide that's going to be. Let's talk about this first. So uh-huh. do you have a different perspective on this space since the last time that you decluttered it? So I'm guessing that it was maybe kind of, you know, I wouldn't say traumatic, but, you know, difficult maybe to go from a huge amount of stuff down to Mm -hmm. just this one, you know, container full of stuff. But now that you've lived with it, just being that one container full of stuff for a while, Mm -hmm. do you see it differently? Do you think, oh, I could probably get rid of even more or. I think so. I think so. Yeah. And it actually has been 
um, several years since I went from the room, but it didn't go straight from the room to the bookcase. It went from the room to under the bed in the guest room. You know, that was where all the pictures were stored. And then I had the supplies somewhere else. So uh, in the past year or two is when it moved from that, you know, being scattered to all in the bookcase and, you know, the wall okay. space. So, so, I, so I think so. I think I can get rid of a lot more of it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Y'all know I am all about identifying what things you can do to make overwhelming tasks possible. Buying a home or selling a home can be completely overwhelming. Finding just the right realtor can make the whole process so much easier. That's why I want to tell you about Redfin. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. I know firsthand what a difference having the right real estate agent can make. We would have been lost without ours when we bought our current home and sold our old home a couple of years ago. Download the Redfin app to get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Projects, so many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. So let's talk about those other spaces and where it is that you're imagining it might go or what spaces are you trying to decide between and, and what is it? Cause I know one of the okay. things on your background that you had shared on your sheet was that, um, well, I'll let you tell about it. Cause I was supposed to ask you <laughs> what's your unique life situation. I always ask that question and I'm all messed up today. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Cause yeah, I'm um, moving and my brain is not working anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> tell me your unique life situation that might explain some of this. Okay. Um, so I live with my husband of almost 28 years. Um, and my son, who is a senior in high school, 
And I have two grown daughters who um, both of them moved out of the house in the past year. Um, One of them got married and one of them, she went to live with my sister, but um, she's going to school. So um, we have a lot of empty rooms, I guess, empty spaces um, that could be definitely be utilized better. And then um, my husband, um, he just in the past year took up woodworking. So he has turned the garage into his shop and he has, it's just full of equipment and wood. And and Mm -hmm. so basically he took whatever we had stored in the garage and he has put most of it in my, um, one of my daughter's bedrooms that had like a big storage area. So it's just, everything is kind of scattered, hard to find. I can't find anything that used to be in the garage. You know, I used to be able to go find a light bulb and know where it was. And now I have no idea. It's all over the place. So I'm kind of like, I've got, I've got empty closets in both of my girls' bedrooms that we could use. I have a big storage room off of my guest room, which is where I used to keep stuff. I mean, I still keep stuff, but it's kind of a hodgepodge of Christmas items and board games, sleeping bags, just Mm -hmm. random. And just, I, I just feel like I've got a lot of areas that could be utilized better. Okay. So it sounds like here's what I'm picturing is that it feels like because there's these, I've got these different rooms, I've got things that need to go into these different spaces. It's all a random jumbled mess at this point. I mean, I'm not saying all, but like a lot of it is because of the moving process of different things. And it probably feels like an organizing project. Is that right? It does. I mean, I know there's a lot we can get rid of. Right. So, um, so it, but yeah, a lot but, of it needs to be organized. Well, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's what can, I mean, it's going to be overwhelming. We're not, nobody's pretending that it's not, you know, you just, yeah. everything's shifting and all that kind of stuff. Besides the fact that you've had two girls leave in the last year. I mean, that's <laughs> enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's emotional enough anyway. Um, it is. So, so if you just remember to separate out and say, I am not even going to worry about the organizing stuff until I have decluttered. Like those are two separate things. So mm-hmm. I'm giving myself permission to say, even if I don't for sure know, you know, how all this is all going to play out, I am going to just focus on reducing and getting yeah. out anything that doesn't need to be there. Okay. Um, which might just be going in with the first three steps of the decluttering process in mind specifically. So like, you know, I am going to remove trash. I am going to do easy stuff, meaning I'm not necessarily making the decisions about which room, where everything is going to go yet. Okay. That's going to have to happen. Mm -hmm. But even before I do that, I'm going to make sure there's not something in here that it's like, Oh, cause you just said light bulbs, you know, and it's like, well, I don't know where to find light bulbs, which means they're somewhere in this stuff. Yeah. But then go, okay, where's the first place where I looked when I was looking for light bulbs when they were in the garage, you know, and just kind of if, yeah. if they're it, okay, that was actually skipping on to the fourth step. Sorry. That was kind of against what I was saying, but whatever, <laughs> we're just going to all, <laughs> but, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, anyway, with anything that is easy, like anything that just happened to be in this stuff. And you're like, wait a minute. No, I actually do have a home for that. And just Mm -hmm. go ahead and take it out, get rid of donations, you know, which might mean some difficult things on when you decide 
I needed to get rid of some of my Christmas decorations or some of, you know, whatever it is anyway, things that, you know, are from a different phase of life or whatever. Um, but just reducing that down before you even get to the point where you say, okay, now it's time to actually define these spaces Mm -hmm. and decide which room is going to be for what. Okay. Is that, I mean, do you feel like there's some of that to do before you get to that point? For sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think I, because it, it is overwhelming. And so just remembering and reminding yourself of what you already know that decluttering and organizing are not the same thing and say right. for now, I'm going to give myself permission to work for a while. Who knows how long this is going to take on just getting stuff out, out right. of these spaces that those first three steps are non-emotional, you know, before I even get to that, to the other point of things. And then the other thing is the girls actually, you know, they took what they wanted and then they left some stuff that I need to go through. Also, they're like, we don't care about this stuff. Just do what you want with it. So I have some of that to get rid of also. Which do you find yourself avoiding it because you know, it's going to be emotional or Yeah. I mean, there are some stuff that I went in and I was like, okay, yeah, this is easy junk to get rid of, but yeah, there's some of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And and just remembering anything that leaves is good. So, you know, and we'll eventually make that look different to you. Kind of like that other space did. So let's talk about that photo stuff. Okay. Okay. Do you know what you want to, what you want its new container to be? Cause I know you, you kind of want to prioritize getting that out of your son's room. Correct. I do. Yeah. I do. I've, um, I have a couple options. My husband actually just, um, put two shelves in my master bedroom closet, like mm-hmm. way up high. <laughs> and we didn't really have a reason to do that other than it was like, like, he was like, this is really wasted space up there. Cause it's kind of a, like a tall ceiling. And so there were, was room to easily put two shelves. And I, I have, I feel like my downstairs is pretty well decluttered and, and minimal and my closet, I go through, you know, at least seasonally, I try to go through stuff. So I feel like that isn't full of stuff. So I'm like, that could be a good spot to put those memory boxes up high, you Mm -hmm. know, that I don't need to get to that often. Um, so that was one, one option. And then the other thing is, is, um, my, daughter's bedroom, you know, would have room for a bookcase or something that I could also put the albums in there and then maybe just put the, the memory boxes in her closet. So those were kind of the the two spaces I've been thinking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, either one is great. I mean, the advantage of the shelves that your husband has been built is that they already exist. You don't have to find a new bookshelf and, you know, nothing has to be permanent forever, but you could give that a mm-hmm. shot as a, as a place to go ahead and put that. And would it all be able to go in one spot there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, I guess the, the, the disadvantage would be, but I don't pull them. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, like it would be maybe a little harder to get up there to get something down to look at it, but mm-hmm. I really don't look at those albums very often. You know, like if I did, I could get a chair and get up there and grab it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of value in that. Okay. I could go ahead and do this immediately. You know, like there's not, Mm -hmm. because for me, at least when I start thinking about, okay, well, a bookshelf will be good here. And it's like, well, but how did I want to decorate this room? What kind of bookshelf do I want? Right. And then it just kind of goes, but you could go ahead and do that. And then it's not like you can't move it to a bookshelf at some point in that room. 
Okay. After you define it. So in my mind, having had all of this stuff together mm-hmm. because I used to scrapbook. So I, I also have scrapbooking supplies and I don't really do it much anymore. And I've gotten rid of tons of it. Um, but I do have some, and I have like a Christmas album that I keep up. Um, so every year I, I will add to that book. Um, and I have like projects that were never completely finished that once in a great while, I'll feel like pulling it out and, you know, working on a little bit. So if I put that stuff in my bedroom, (laughs) would I also put the supplies in there? Cause to me, it seems like it should all go together, but I don't know if it would all fit on those two shelves if I do it that way. So, so the definition would be, where would I look for it first? Which I know we're giving it a whole new home for it. Um, so if you would look for that stuff with your photos, then yeah, I mean, it, it could go there or would you look for it with your crafty supplies or anything like that? I don't know. Um, I don't really have other crafting supplies other than maybe painting kind of stuff. Um, well then I would say, yeah, it would, it would be, if that's where you would look for it, if that's where you're used to it being together with the photos, then, Mm -hmm. then yeah, I mean, that may make it give you a even smaller container, which will help you declutter it even more, um, depending on the space that you're using. That's true. It might help you get down to just your really, truly favorite stuff that you actually use on a regular basis. That's true. Hey, is there anything else that you, I mean, (laughs) I know you had other things that you want to talk about, but we have gone completely out of order. So what are (laughs) some of the other questions that you want to talk about? Well, I feel like my biggest one, um, is, I'm a reseller and I sell on Poshmark and eBay. And that's what I, I do, you know, as like a part-time job and Mm -hmm. I work at it like every day. So it's not something it's just, you know, oh, I might sell this someday. It's like every day, every day I'm photographing and listing things. Um, So I have a room upstairs. It used to be my kid's playroom and it's a very large open area. I'm actually sitting in it right now and it's just always a hot mess. And I have clothing racks and I have like an area set up where I take pictures. Um, and I have an area where I steam clothes, but it's, it's very open. So I've kind of tried to make stations, but it kind of just always ends up, you know, very messy with piles of stuff everywhere. And then I have um, a large storage closet off of that room where I, I store my inventory and like um, Rubbermaid totes. And that's pretty much like labeled and all together. And there's also like shoe racks in there. So that that's kind of organized. Um, but I guess m- my question is, since this room has constantly, it, it has an influx of stuff like all the time. I'm, I'm thrifting probably at least once a week, sometimes more. And I'm constantly bringing things in. And it's just like, how do I, how do I keep it under control? <laughs> I yeah. guess I've, I need a system for like, I'll, I can bring it in and I start working on it and um, I'll find, oh, this has a stain or this needs a button. And then I start throwing it here in that pile, you know, and then I have piles everywhere and it's just I'm a big mess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So is this an open space or an actual door with a room with a door? It's a room with double doors on it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I can close it off, but. Okay. Yeah. Like I totally understand what you're going through. You know, here's what I am hearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is um, you have a system already. You know what you're doing, which is huge. You've got things labeled. You've got things seasonal. Um, you know, the container concepts, you know, limits, And you also have some spaces in your house that you're trying to figure out what to do with them. Is there a way that you could, um, because if this is your business, then this deserves space in your home. Now it would be a different situation. If I was talking to somebody who, you know, everybody needed to sleep in all these spaces that they were needing to use for their thing. But for you, you do have the space. You told me in your thing that you're a little bit like, do we need this much space? Do we not? It's like, yeah. well, you know, is there a separate room that you could separate it into two categories or so, so that you could say, um, you know, the things that need repairs have a designated space to go, you know, like this is my stuff that is going to be, you know, ready to be listed. So I'm steaming in this space and I'm this in this space. And then this is my place where I need to do repairs or, or whatever. Does that make sense? Would you be able to to yeah. split that up and use another space. So I hadn't even considered that, but I do have, so I, it's kind of a weird setup, but off of this room, um, I have my daughter's bedroom, the, the one that got married and, and moved out. You actually walk through this big playroom to get to her bedroom, which mm-hmm. is quite a bit smaller. And that room's not being used at all now. Um, except, you know, occasionally she'll come home for a visit, but, um, but yeah, I could definitely use that room for, what you're talking about. Yeah. And then with the photography, I know for me, my biggest struggle when I did eBay, you know, consistently, which was back a long time ago, but, Mm -hmm. um, was when I did photography, I would basically tear up my whole dining room, you know, like, okay, I would do this whole setup and it was just, so it's like, do you have a space? Cause it looks like you've really good light in that room. Mm -hmm. Is that where you like to do your photography? Yeah. So I do, I have an area, like I painted a white square on the wall. We had gray walls in here. That's where I photograph. And then I have like a setup where I have like a little light box by the window. Mm -hmm. So that's where I do most of it, but I do end up um, going downstairs for some of it. And my husband, um, he actually made us a live edge table in the dining room and it has really good light there too. So I've, I've been doing a lot of flat lays down there. So yeah, he actually just said to me the other day, cause I had had a pile of stuff that I had taken down to photograph and he's like, 
it doesn't need to be a live edge, but maybe I need to just get you like some sort of a wood, nice wood table <laughs> that I can throw, you know, things on. So I don't have to have it on two different floors in the house and don't take the mess downstairs because usually the downstairs stays pretty picked up until I end up taking my stuff down there to work on it or right. know, sew things or whatever. And then I have it throughout the house. Okay. So you've got, I mean, this is kind of like a fun ideal thing, right? I mean, like, can, can you say this is going to be my photography room? And yes, the space over here is for the things that are completely done and ready to be photographed or ready yeah. to move into that queue. And then I've got this space for storage and, or this space, you know, whatever for, um, things that need to be repaired. You know, I, I think dividing it up by, like that okay. over time, you might end up deciding, you know what? I do want to have this space, not have anything from the business in it, but yeah, I also know as somebody with a senior that you're probably also going, well, that's going to be an open room as well at some point <laughs> in the not too distant future. Yeah. Oh, it's killing me. Yeah. Um, so that, well, the other thing we haven't talked about much. So my, my son actually in 2019, he was in a really bad accident. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So um, he actually, he lost three fingers and part of his right <gasps> hand. Okay. In the accident. Yeah. So um, he is actually like on homebound status from school oh, wow. and um, he's probably going to take a gap year. So we probably have yes. one more year, at least with him, him at home. And that's really why we've decided not to sell right now, because we are in a space really, that's a lot of house for the three of us, but that's the biggest reason is because right. we just don't want to, you know, have him go through that kind of change right now. Of course. Of course. So, yeah. Okay. So we take that out of the equation and that's yeah. just his for as long as he needs it. But, but yeah, I think, I think giving yourself a repair room, like where, where do you spend the majority of your time? Like what are the three categories? Cause we have three rooms mm -hmm. that we could use, correct? The one yeah. you're using plus your two daughters rooms. What yes. are the three categories of work that you do on this business? So pretty much, um, well, I, I steam and photograph. And then, um, I would say, you know, I, I, I measure and, you know, bag things to put in my inventory system. That's usually something that I like to do downstairs. Like I'll, I'll do it while I watch TV or something like I'll just take an armful of stuff down and, and sit there and, you know, measure and bag as I'm watching a TV show or something. And then, um, the listing, uh, you know, I also do that downstairs. So, um, usually I just, you know, it's usually just a matter of steaming and photographing upstairs. Are you pretty good about bringing stuff back upstairs or is that a problem where things just kind of live down there? It's usually, I usually try to keep it. Like I said, I, in the, <laughs> in the past week, um, it's gotten kind of messy with, you know, me using that live edge table. And that's why my husband was like, okay, we, we got to change this up. So can you um, tell me what a live edge table is? Cause I don't actually know. <laughs> and I've been nodding like I know, but I don't actually know. And I bet there's at least one other person who doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, um, like a piece of wood, you know, like a cut table and they keep, they don't keep the bark on it per se, but, oh. um, you kind of just like chisel the bark off and it's kind of a, um, an unfinished edge, like, like a, a natural look, natural yeah. look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I bet that's beautiful. <laughs> I should explain oh, that. Yeah. I love really it. Easy. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So, um, do you enjoy doing the sewing downstairs? You mentioned something about that. Yeah, I usually do mending and stuff downstairs too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't do anything that needs major repairs, but you know, if I need to sew on a button or just stitch something, um, I guess the other thing I do upstairs also is cleaning shoes. You know, if, you know, I need to touch them up with a leather cleaner or whatever mm-hmm. purse, uh, purses that are leather, things like that. I, I will do that upstairs too. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think it's the, um, what is hard to do in that room because it's too crowded. What do you need to separate out? you know, the repairs or the cleaning or whatever, put that in one space. This is the space, you know, and, and go ahead and use those spaces that you have to, I mean, take advantage of them and see, because then you're going to decide in four or five years or whenever it is, do we actually need to move or not? Or is this like a a setup that is worth it to have? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, and I feel like part of my problem is, is probably buying too much too, <laughs> you know, and, mm-hmm. and I had inherited some of my, my daughter had, she's actually who started me with reselling. She kind of did it in college. And when she got married and moved out, you know, she left behind all her stuff and it was just like, have it, you know? And <laughs> so, yeah, so I had to go through her inventory and decide if I wanted to sell it or, you know, just, I did donate a bunch of it that I probably would never list. But, um, so I just, I have obviously excess, like I'll come home from the thrift store and I'll, I'll buy 10 things, but I'll be really excited to list like six of them. And then the other four, you know, will just be sitting in, you so, know, in a pile. So what's the so. difference between them? Is the other four the incorrect season or is it, um, or, or what, why are the other four not, you're, you're not um, excited about? I don't know. Like sometimes it's just like in the store, it looks like something that, you know, oh, this is a good brand, but then I'll get it home and it'll be, oh, you know, that's, not really selling for that much. It probably, you know, I should have looked it up in the store to see, but I didn't take the time or I'll get it home and see, oh, this has a stain. I'm probably not going to be able to get out or, you know, just things like that. I think, I think that that, um, have you ever got it home, realized it wasn't what you thought it was waited and then it turned into something better? Um, not did, usually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have put things aside because I'm like, okay, this is a vintage piece. This is really cool. And I need to like do some more research on right. it. And, and then like, when I finally do get around to looking at me like, oh yeah, that, that is worth something. And then yeah. I can list it. And yeah. So sometimes, but, but sometimes you do know immediately, this is not going to be worth anything. Yeah. And, and, and it's regret for sure. But I think remembering that if you get rid of things, if you go ahead and get rid of it and say, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and accept that generally 40% of what I bring home is not four out of 10 things is, are not what I thought they were. And I'm just going to go ahead and donate them and just like accept that as a business reality for you. Um, and the other thing that happens with that is that is painful. Like it's not fun. And it's like, why did I get that? You know, but it also, Mm -hmm. every time you do that, you are more likely to do what you just said of, I should have looked it up while I was in the store. I should have checked it more, you know? And so, because sometimes that 
frustrated because I get it. That was my issue is I would get things home thinking this is something amazing. And then, <laughs> um, of course I, you know, I didn't have a smartphone at the time, you know, to be able to yeah. check anything, but, um, but yeah, you get it home and you're like, Oh wait, I didn't realize that the back was messed up or something. Yeah. Um, but that pain that you feel will help you decide, am I willing to yeah. part with 40% at the minute that I get home? And it just was, Oh, well, that's how it is. Or will that help me know what to look up, what to double check? Um, Because I feel like I learn more when I go ahead and do the painful thing. Like I learn from that more than Mm -hmm. when, and I don't know if you're like me in that, what I would tend to do is just kind of like, oh, I'll set it over to the side. And then it just yeah. becomes part of a pile. And then that pile That's is definitely what I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we call it the resellers call it their death pile. And I have a right. huge one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Which it feels uh, a little heartless and ruthless mm-hmm. to go ahead and just be like, instead of a death pile, I am going to have a donate box. Like yeah. I'm just going to have an ongoing donate box. I go to the thrift store anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, because somebody else might see that same item in person because mm-hmm. I know how it is when you resell stuff, you have to say every last flaw that it has right. where somebody else might see it the same way that you did and be like, eh, I can wear it anyway, you know, but they won't, right. but you can't sell that online. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, just having like, I mean, that might be a, a thing to do immediately would be put a donation box where your death pile is and just say, oh, well, and that will also mm-hmm. help kind of differentiate if you know, you're putting it in the donatable donate box. Mm-hmm. then it's also a, okay, I'm going to either put this in the donatable donate box, or I'm going to take it to my designated spot for repairs. Like which right. one is it? Yeah. And you actually had, I think it was a, a YouTube video or no, it was your moving episode. I think that I listened to recently and you were talking about, you know, is this worth my time? <laughs> and And that kind of stuck with me because I was like, yeah, I could, think of items that I'm trying to sell that way too. Like, you know, is it worth my time to sew this button on or try to get that stain out, you know? And the more you do that, the more you stick stuff in the donate box, even though it's painful in the moment, the better you're going to be at doing what you do. It's going to change what you buy. It's going to change what you bring home, you know, and there will be times too, where it's like, I can either stick this in the donate box or I can go repair it right now. And then you're also going to learn more about repairing. Cause I know for me, I'd be like, Oh, I could repair this. I'm going to set it aside until I somehow run across some information someday that will tell me how to repair that, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Well, it just sits there. So, yeah, Yeah. no, that helps. I think, I think that would be huge. Actually. (laughs) I do have, you know, like some things I can return to like Goodwill, but then there's other thrift stores or consignment stores I shop at that wouldn't take returns. Yeah. Right. What other things do you want to talk about? Oh, I think we've talked about a lot of them. One question I do have is like my, in my storage space where I have all my Christmas items and really I feel like I've done a decent job of trying to declutter down to just what I do use, but I still, I like to decorate for Christmas. So I have a lot, a lot of totes and a lot of a very large Christmas tree. So it takes a lot of ornaments. So it takes up a a huge section of the big closet that's in. Um, But I've been wondering, like, should I just take one of the closets that's empty and put 
only Christmas items in that so that when I go to get, you know, other like a board game or something, I'm not like fighting through the Christmas stuff to get to that. You know, I, I, yeah, just, if you have in that- my mind, I'm trying to decide how to sort it all out. Yeah. If that is, I mean, here's the thing. The upstairs is a container. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, what is upstairs? Well, it's the stuff that you don't use on the normal everyday basis. It's the stuff that maybe guests don't see. And so, I mean, that sounds like a dream, right? (laughs) (laughs) But it's that space. Okay. So that's a container. And then within that container are other containers of this specific closet that doesn't have anything for it. So it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, making that the Christmas decoration space, mm-hmm. I think is a great idea. And then just say, okay, I can keep whatever Christmas fits in this closet, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be a nice designated space so that I don't have to have separate things in there. And then we've got another space that's going to be for the games or other things that are, you know, kind of used here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Take advantage of the space that you got. Yeah. No, I mean, I know it's a blessing and I know a lot of people are struggling with the opposite problem, <laughs> but, but you know, right I now, actually it's like overwhelming. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I hear, I hear it from a lot of people actually, they're like, I feel like my container is bigger than my clutter threshold or, you know, like it's, yeah, it's like, I do have space, but what, well, I think, you know, see defining each space is, is huge, you know, defining it and saying, okay, so that it doesn't become hodgepodges. Um, can hodgepodge be plural? I don't know. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Um, so tell me what you love about being a kindred spirit. Um, I think just, you know, finding like-minded people, (laughs) finding a a group of people with struggle, you know, the same kind of struggles is helpful. Yeah, Yeah, it is. There's a lot to be said for knowing that you're not the only one having the thoughts or struggling with the struggles or all that. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, that's all I can think of, but okay. I just wanted to tell you, thank you so much. Um, just for all of your help. I found you years ago when you only had a blog. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. yeah. So I've, I've been following you. I was trying to think of how long, probably, I don't know. How long ago did you have a blog? Eight years, 10 years. I'm, I think it's been like almost 12 years now, which is oh, crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's been years. So yeah, I was excited to you know, find your podcast and then your YouTube channel. So I was just, yeah, I, I just, I always like put you in my ear and listen to your podcast, you know, as I'm cleaning or, you know, sorting through stuff. So it's just been very encouraging. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm always amazed at how many people deal with the same stuff that I thought I was the only one dealing with it. So yeah, always amazing to me. Okay. Didn't y'all love that conversation? I know you may not sell online, but most of the people like us have some sort of thing that we're into and we like our projects and we like stuff like that. So um, I'm hoping you can apply the things that we talked about to your unique situation. So um, if you want to know more about being a member of our Patreon group, the Kindred Spirits, um, you can go to a slob cam- no, I'm sorry don't go to that. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash a slob comes clean. So 
Um, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. And don't forget, go pre-order my new book. It comes out in January. It's cute. It's flip throughable. I think there's a lot of value. You know, my other books are, oh, there's lots of words and you have to basically keep on reading them. Um, this one is one where you can kind of flip through it and go, uh, what are some tips to make bathroom cleaning easier? Oh, what are some tips to make, um, you know, for kitchen stuff or whatever. And it's arranged that way. So, all right. I will talk to y'all next week. Bye.